0: Everybody, this is Stephanie Ruper. Thank you for tuning in to the Naked Humanity, Once the Meaning of Everything podcast. Today is episode number 34X, and I'm going to be talking about power. Now, what I mean by power, I will, of course, elaborate in a moment or two, but broadly speaking, power is the thing that we find in human existence. It is in human relationship. It is in institutions. It is everywhere you look. And it's a very important concept in academia, in postmodernism, in what we're doing today and how we're trying to reform and understand human societies and how we can improve them. The concept of power. What is power? How is power used? How is power leveraged? Those are the kinds of things that I want to talk about today. And I will, of course, because my specialty is in religion, talk about Uh, how power is a part of the way that I conceive of the concept of religion. So uh, those are the types of things that I will be talking about today. It's all very important stuff Uh, before jumping in, of course. uh, As every week, I have a winner to share with you for my book giveaway. Uh, This week's winner, her name is Jen Schwartz. She gets to choose a book. I don't know which one yet. I give away a free book to people who write reviews of the podcast. Podcast, I enter you in a giveaway. In any case, all you have to do is write a review, take a screenshot, email it to me at Stephanie at nakedhumanity.org. That's right, because we have a new email address, because we have a new website because we have a new podcast name, Stephanie at nakedhumanity.org. or you can message it to me or tag me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I will see it at any of those venues, I promise. All you really have to do with this instance is get at me, which I would, of course, appreciate because I love, I love when we chat. So that's it for me. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, of course, as always. And here we are jumping into the content. Power, episode number 34X, what is power? You know, you would be hard pressed, I think, to find in the humanities today. And by that, I mean philosophy, uh, history, uh, English, literature, these types of things. You would be hard pressed to find in the humanities a dissertation or thesis that does not cite the work of Michel Foucault. Now, if you haven't engaged his work intentionally, you've probably heard the name. He's a very famous thinker uh, several decades ago now. I going to say recently, but it's been several decades. And what Foucault did that was so amazing and really transformative for us as scholars and humans was illuminate to us the importance of power now, of course, people have always known that power is important, but Foucault presented power to us in a light that made us understand that we cannot conceive of anything that happens in the world without considering power. Now, Foucault is also known, renowned, for showing how power is leveraged against marginalized groups. And so, in some ways, was a very important Academic, a very important figure in the development of our ideas around marginalization uh, around identity politics even uh, precisely because Foucault so highlighted this concept of power to us, which previously again was present, but we didn't quite understand as scholars as people who look at the human condition, just how pervasive and important this concept of power is so What is power, right? Power is, in essence, the ability to do harm or to do well. And the thing about power is, and what Foucault made so apparent, is that power is ever present. It is never not present. It is in the tone of your voice, whether it's aggressive or submissive. It is in the way that you stand. It is in the way that you walk. It is in what you're thinking about because the ideas that you have can oppress you or liberate you or hurt you or heal you and all that sort of stuff. And it is in the words that we say and the discourses that we have and after Foucault it became very prominent in the academy to talk about language and the power of discourse. The ways in which the ideas that we present and the ways in which the words that we use to present these ideas impact one another because they absolutely they each other because they absolutely do. And so power is in so many different forms. It is, in a sense, the thing that characterizes human experience. As I mentioned recently in the podcast I did on suffering last week, there are always gradations to experience. You cannot escape the fact that sometimes things are better and sometimes things are worse. And when you encounter things that make you better, then there is a power in that and things that make you worse. And so there is always power. We are constantly being affected by our environments. It's also important to note that power is very embodied, right? And this is something that actually academics didn't really wrap their their hands around until recently because they were so caught up in ideas and discourse and thinking about mentality and the ways in which we can be oppressed or oppress another or what have you. But power is very physical when it comes down to it, right? And especially institutional power. We are bodies and the ways that we can affect one another come down, it comes down to force. And whoever has the greatest force, of course, we know this from geopolitics, right? Like force is the, that's why America is the most influential country in the world. Now, of course economics it plays a role in that, although that's his own form of power, but the military might of the country, is why it has such a predominant presence right it's because you have the potential you don't have to use your force but you have the potential you have the power to leverage it and to tell people uh, what 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 they have to do to to be in line now power is in everything we do and so we are constantly biased for the sake of our own power in a way now of course we can enact Harmful, self-harmful behaviors that reduce our own power, but we tend to not want to do these kinds of things. But we are self-interested animals. We cannot escape the fact that we are interested in how things pan out for us specifically. And so, this means that there is a inherent bias to everything that we do, to the ideas we develop in science. Right? This idea about power really influenced the way that we think about how science is conducted because you have biases that see things in your favor, right? And it happens in when we hire people, right? Because we have biases for the sake of our own groups and protection of our own identity and protection of the power of our own groups. And this is something that's very important, of course, as I mentioned, identity politics at the beginning of this, because the groups with which you identify are the ones with which you keep your power, right? And so... We are always subconsciously very biased towards promoting that power now of course, we can also through cultural conditioning, become biased against our own groups you know it's it's a fact that uh, for example, black people can be racist against black people now it i that isn't that isn't to say that it is a, at all intentional, but if we live in a culture in which we are constantly derogating certain groups because another group is in power and has a discourse or an interest in keeping their own power for constantly derogating other groups, then they can pick up on on that, right? And begin to associate themselves with things that are negative as opposed to positive. And so these discourses around power are very, very important. Now, of course, this isn't to say that Identity politics is the only way in which power is exercised and or felt or uh, a thing in the world. And I think this is important to note, right? There is power in uh, being privileged in other ways, right? There's power in being privileged in terms of uh, wealth and in terms of your attractiveness and in terms of your physical fitness, all these certain things, uh, they have in them their own power if they enhance your status in the world, your ability to affect others for for positive or or negative, right? So that's just, that's essentially power. Now the concept of religion, I want to talk about religion because I talk about religion all the time, but also people have such a hard time defining it. You know, everybody wants to talk about it in terms of belief or in terms of ritual or in terms of going to services once a week or all that sort of stuff. But in my opinion, religion is a form of institutional power that. Speaks more specifically to existential concerns. Now, promises are very powerful. Humans love promises. And if you can promise them salvation of any sort, whether it's in this world or the next, they're going to fall for it hook, line, and sinker. It's what power essentially is. Now, you can leverage this existential power for good or for evil. You can leverage any power for good or for evil, right? And here in religion, it is no different. You can promise people salvation in a way that inspires them to do good works. Or you can threaten them with damnation, which can make them anxious or which can make them say, screw it, I'm going to be evil anyway, right? There are so many different ways that this can play out. But I think it's important to understand that religion and other, all the other institutions really institutionalized forms of power that we have in the world are in and of themselves neutral and the ways in which they are practiced are very just contingent on the humanity that we bring to them and this is why you know I really don't believe that any system of government is good or evil or because these ways of governing can always be polluted Will always forever be polluted by people interested in their own power in capitalistic system you will find people who are who climb to the top of uh, markets free markets and have a ton of wealth and leverage it right and in more communistic or socialistic systems, people will leverage their power within the governments right and we have seen drastic tragic effects of that in uh, play out in really large scales over the course of the 20th century. People aggrandize their own power, uh, and it is as the old saying goes: "Absolute power corrupts absolutely." Power can be addictive, and it powers addictive in pers- interpersonal relationships, right? And in sexual relationships, and it's always. Always, always, always ever present. And so it's an important lens to use to understand A, because it's really influencing the way that we think about politics today. B, it's huge in terms of how the right and left are divided because of how they see power and how the left very much focuses on powers and power differences between different groups, specifically racial groups and gender identity groups all sorts of identity groups, but specifically those kinds. There are other kinds of groups and privileges, of course, and uh, and how the right tends to not divide power in that way, or see power in that specifically more identi- identity-based way. Uh, so those are important reasons. It's important to understand that religion is not good or evil, but an institution with power that can leverage it, and it can be very potently used for bad, but it can also be potently used for good. And there is power in human relationships, and it never goes away. And we need to pay attention to that because we have the power to always be helping people or to always be hurting people or, you know, of course, some sort of flux in between. And we really need to think about how we walk in the world, how we want to walk in the world. I once had a friend who conceptualized people, and these are two very generalized categories, but she conceptualized people as givers or takers. Generally speaking, people who use their power for the good or try to are givers. People who use their power for the bad are takers. And I think we all want to be givers. And so that's one way, you know, in which power, thinking about power in our personal relationships is really important. How can you be using your power? You can always be affecting, you're always acting. And so you can always be affecting the world for better or for worse. So this is power. I think I'll leave it there. This has been brief, but very important. Perhaps it sounded very abstract, but to reiterate, you cannot find a dissertation without citing Foucault and discussing these ideas about power. It's truly revolutionary and has been a massive impact on the way that the 21st century has been developing. And so I encourage you to think about the exercise of power, the neutrality of certain institutions or practices and how power then as a part of the human condition can corrupt it or benefit it. You know, that's, that's really important in terms of how we make choices about the world. So I'm going to leave it at that. This has been episode number 34 X of the naked humanity podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Stephanie Ruper. You know where to find me, please get at me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Stephanie Ruper. And you can email Stephanie at Naked Humanity at anytime.org at any time if you have any questions or ideas about this podcast. Thank you again so much. And I will talk to you next week.